my friends, and welcome to Between Your Ears. I'm Peg Cleland, and thank you for joining me for another Mindset Chat today, talking about the space between our ears. And I want to start off today by telling you a bit of a story about someone I know who lives in a a really cool place, a really great space that she's got. And upstairs, there's someone living in the space above her. And the person that lives up there is just not very nice. And every time they, you know, run into each other, this person is always saying mean things, like fairly hurtful things to my friend. Uh, You know, things about, you know, her weight or how she doesn't look good in an outfit um, and things like that. And I just thought, that's so rude. And so I, I told my friend, you know, maybe you should get rid of that person as a tenant. Like, why are you renting space to them up there if they're being so mean and negative to you? And perhaps you already know that I'm actually not telling a real story about real estate, but I'm actually talking about a friend of mine, a client that I have worked with, and there are many. I think we can all fall into this category. She's a great person. She's a cool person. She's a beautiful person. But she has a tenant living in the space between her ears that is not very nice, not treating her space up there very well at all. She has a bad tenant and I've been working with her and what we're working on is trying to to get her to evict the tenant because literally we all have a voice between our ears. Well, there's lots that goes on up there, but one of the, one of the people, one of the voices in our heads is a negative one. It's an inner critic. We all have one. And The thing is we put up with it sometimes, or sometimes we go through life unaware of the negative impact of that inner critic. So I often like to think about things from a different perspective, and that's why I told you the story about real estate and having a tenant living in your head, but it is so true. And if you think of it that way, if you had retail, or sorry, rental property, and somebody was renting the space above you, from you, would you put up with that? If they were treating the space badly, you know, taking advantage of the space, breaking windows, um, being loud, being noisy, any of the bad things that could happen in a real estate situation, you wouldn't. And especially not if they were mean to you or rude to you or didn't pay the rent and talked badly to you, you would kick them out. And that's what needs to happen with the negative voice, the negative person, the inner critic that sometimes takes up residence between our ears. And that is a precious space up there in your beautiful home. And we need to learn to become more aware of that, that little inner critic, that self-talk, that mean girl. Um, I don't know if you've read the book. It's a great book by Melissa Ambrosini called Mastering Your Mean Girl. And that's what it's all about. But there are many different books about, you know, dealing with your inner critic. And there's research that shows that a lot of the thoughts that go on between our ears are negative thoughts. I can't remember the statistics of the amount of thoughts that are negative that really just repeat themselves on a loop throughout the day. Most of our thoughts are kind of repetitive thoughts. We don't always think new things. It's the same old things. But if the old things that are on repeat are negative, what happens is we start to think those thoughts enough times that they become a belief. And I don't know if you've heard that quote, but a belief is just a thought that you keep thinking. So if you're thinking over and over again, you know, I'm fat, I've put on weight, my clothes don't fit, I look fat in this outfit, I feel fat, I'm a fat person, 
that's what happens is you start to believe that you're fat and you take on the identity of being a fat person. You think of yourself as a fat person, someone who doesn't take care of their body, somebody who's not healthy with their food choices. And if that becomes your identity and you just kind of allow that to happen, just like you allow somebody to take advantage of your rental space upstairs, then you start to, when that's your identity, you just accept it. And it's sort of, I've said this before too, a self-fulfilling prophecy. Our identity becomes self-fulfilling. And I have two examples of this in my life. One of them is uh, cooking as a cook. And for years, I, and it's, it's sort of my, my ex-husband's family, his, his, my, my in-laws are now my outlaws, I guess. But they teased me sometimes about just the fact that I didn't really cook much. I wasn't, you know, we didn't cook in our home, but they didn't bug him. They bugged me. I wasn't a cook, so I wasn't a good cook. I probably couldn't cook. And just all kinds of, you know, jokes, I guess. But in my mind, I let the inner critic get in there and just kind of believe what they were saying and, and started to think thoughts of, you know, I'm not a good cook. I don't cook. Probably shouldn't cook. I, if I tried, I wouldn't succeed. I'm not a cook. I took on the identity of somebody who couldn't cook. Well, years later, and probably after I had kids and started to cook some more meals for kids, and, and also I went through some uh, you know, healthy living programs in my business, we do that, and learn some more healthy recipes, and I really focused on that. Cooking is not that hard. I mean, I'm not a chef, but I can cook. And so this identity that I'd taken on about not being a cook, that was a false identity. And I let the inner critic or the bully, my in-laws, I let them bully me into believing that I couldn't cook. So it's just a silly example, but it's one example. And I, I lived that example. Um, so I've gotten over that. I, I can cook now. I'm not a chef, but I can cook. If you ever want to come over for dinner, just let me know. But my other one, which is, I guess, on the, the better side, and I've used this before. I've told you about this example. I think it was in my parenting episode. But for years now, as part of my you know daily affirmations that I have in a journal, the first one out of the, off the top of the page is, I am an exceptional mom. Because being a mom has always been very important to me. And you can see that if you follow me on Instagram, you know what a great relationship I have with my kids and how much I love them and all that stuff. But I've always believed that I am an exceptional mom. I have that belief. That is my identity. And I did a post once and somebody reacted or commented on the post, just sort of asking me like, how, what does it take to be an exceptional mom? How do you do it? Like, what are some things? And I really just said, the first thing is that you need to believe it. And so I just decided that I'm an exceptional mom. That is the identity. I made a decision. So with anything that goes on between our ears, we can make a decision that we're going to change that change that thought pattern, change that belief, change that identity. But it starts with a decision. So I just decided that I am an exceptional mom. And the thing with that is, if that's my identity, even when I come up against something in life with my kids, maybe when they were a little bit younger and there needed to be some discipline or, you know, now that they're older, maybe there's a disagreement or a decision that needs to be made, something. Even if I come up against something that doesn't run smoothly, I still know in my heart of hearts that I am an exceptional mom. And so I forgive myself if there's a mistake or I acted inappropriately or I made a bad decision or something like that because I know in my heart of hearts, I am an exceptional mom. I have decided that. Nothing can change that identity. And so with the thoughts between our ears, if you're 
working on changing a belief pattern or changing an identity, it has to start with a decision. And then once you make it, like, let's go back to the, the idea of people who think in their heads, I'm, I'm just always overweight. I'll always be overweight. I'm a fat person. Nothing fits. Yep. If you keep telling yourself that you're not going to decide to change your identity. But if you decide, and in your heart of hearts, you decide, I, I don't want to think of myself as a fat person who always makes bad healthy health choices. I'm deciding that I make healthy choices. And your affirmations aren't, we, we've talked about this before too. You don't say an affirmation like, I'm skinny, I'm so thin. No, but I am somebody who makes healthy choices. I choose healthy food. If you have the identity of somebody who is healthy and, and working on having a healthier lifestyle, then even in the bad moments, when you, you know, you have a weak moment, and we all have them. I mean, I eat chips. We, you have to have those little moments where you just want a chocolate bar, or you're at the lake and everybody's having s'mores. Well, yeah, you can have a s'more and not beat yourself up over it and, and, and go back to thinking, I'm bad, a bad person, I'm a fat person and have that identity. No, I am a person who makes healthy choices. I'm choosing to have s'mores because it's part of the family fun right now. But I, my identity is still that I am a person who makes healthy choices. So it really comes down to quieting the negative voice. And again, you know my favorite word is awareness. But once you're aware of your negative thoughts, you can catch yourself and, and decide, how can I change that thought? How do I want to change those thoughts so that it can change my beliefs so that I can shift my identity and become, you know, thinking of myself as the person I want to be? Uh, so, yeah, this, this person that lives up there is truly just a bully, uh, and a mean girl saying things that, that you would never say to someone else. And I guess that's another example that maybe you've heard. But once you become aware of your negative thoughts and you catch yourself, just ask, would I say this to my best friend? Would you tell your best friend that they look terrible in that outfit or that they look old uh, or that they have put on weight? No, not in a mean way. If you're having, if you and your friend are having a health conversation about weight and you're coaching them, you could say, you know, you can, you can be honest with people, but you wouldn't be mean to people. You can be tactful. And sometimes our mean girl up, up there in our, in our, in the space between our ears is not very tactful. It's just downright mean. So catch yourself and see if you are saying things in a way that's just not nice. Talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. Because you deserve that. You should love yourself more than you love anybody else on, on earth. And so treat yourself with that love. So I guess that was my message for today. If you've got a mean girl up there, give her a name and kick her out. Evict her from the space between your ears. Uh, and start to catch yourself. Be aware of why... I was going to say, I was going to say, be aware and be curious. So that's where the word why came in. But be aware of yourself and... And then get curious about why you're thinking those thoughts. Could you shift them? Could you flip them into something that's more positive, that leads you in a positive direction? So that the things that you start thinking that are creating your beliefs become more positive beliefs because that's going to create a more positive identity. And just like me, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm an exceptional mom. I know it. I live it. I will always be it. Nothing can shift that identity from me. Nothing can take it away. 
even a, a bad day with my kids would not. I believe in it so strongly. And that's what I hope for all of us is that we can get rid of the negative thoughts that don't belong up there um, because you'll, you'll find it makes a huge difference to how you feel throughout your day. And as each day gets better, um, your identity, your positive identity and thoughts will get stronger and stronger. So that's my message. Um, give that rental uh, person a kick to the curb if they're not behaving nicely in the space between your ears because it's a precious space. Uh, that's why I do this podcast is because I truly believe that we, just like I believe in health and wellness and fitness, that's taking care of sort of your your body space, but I want to take care of the space in your, your mind, that space between your ears, because it really does affect everything. Uh, it affects our health and our health choices and how we feel about our physical body and all that stuff. So let's, let's really um, make the space between our ears a priority. And that's all I have for you today. So thanks for listening in. And again, just as a reminder, because this is going to come out on August the 16th, can't remember that 15th maybe, but on the 22nd is when I'm doing my masterclass handling hard stuff, which is going to be a masterclass about that. A lot of different areas where we handle hard stuff. Uh, this t- topic of having a mean girl in your head is probably going to come up because sometimes how we handle hard stuff is not very nice for us. Uh, we could handle it better if we didn't have a mean girl up there. So if you're interested in that, uh, remember there's two ways to get involved. One is you can buy the book uh, and message me for that because I have some copies on hand and I can send them to you, uh, a signed copy. And the other way is just to go to the link in my bio. Uh, it'll be in the show notes as well. And it's $22 to get into the masterclass. And I would love to have you there uh, for discussion as well. I'd love to hear thoughts from people. And I'll probably put out an email this week asking people what they would like me to chat about, um, what they would like me to add to the things I already have on my list. So thanks for listening. That was a fast one. I think I felt like I was in a hurry tonight to get this message out there, but I will chat with you again very soon. And until then, take care of the space between your ears. 